I'll watch anything by Edgar Wright. I mean, I thought the movie was pretty tight. I just thought Sarah was miscast. It's a podcast. Gary's got a sugar disease. He can't eat as much as he please. Did you know there's sugar in cheese? Nobody feel this gets candy. A candy. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Teenage Dirtbags. My name is Brayton, uh, and, and in tradition of corn, because we're going to be doing a corn video today, I'm going to give myself a ridiculous middle nickname. Uh, so I'm going to be calling myself Splinter. And uh, with me is Gary Butterfield. Gary, what's your weird middle name? Maximum Underfuck. <laughs> All right, so Maximum Underfuck and Splinter here. How are you, Gary? Uh, uh, on a leash. <laughs> doing, doing leashy. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just doing doing great. Um, you know, I was thinking earlier today um, I, that uh, before we start talking about Corrin's Freak on a Leash, yeah. which, which are a song, um, this 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 song uh, and, and video kind of put me in a bad mood. I want to be in a good mood, so I do one of our classic segments, uh, mm-hmm. Stumptown Dumplings. Stumptown Dumplings. Stumptown Dumplings. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so as as you know, everyone knows uh, every. Uh, instance of Stumptown Dumplings um, is either uh, Brayden or I talking about some dumplings we've had in Portland, mm-hmm. or me just talking about, um, you know, people and things I find to be very cute in uh, in Portland. And this episode, Stumptown Dumplings, goes out to our friends Ben and Courtney, who are a couple of Stumptown Dumplings. Um, I think that they are both very cute and cute together and cute mm-hmm. separately. They're just a couple of cuties. They are my Stumptown Dumplings pick of the week. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Every time I look at them, I think Clementines, Tangerines, Dumplings. Those guys are little cuties. They're the tops. Yep. Absolutely. Um, They are my Stumptown Dumplings. Um, So if you would like to suggest something for Stumptown Dumplings or be a Stumptown Dumplin, move to Portland and be cute. (laughs) It's not too tough. (laughs) It is true. Like being being cuties is, uh, is what listeners of the show do. Can I can I add in, you know, we're still in this segment. I'd like to do a little bit of my own. The other day I was doing laundry, and uh, okay. Gary, as you know, I'm not much of a fan of children, typically, but uh, <laughs> I was folding my laundry, and there was a small uh, girl standing next to uh, what I believed to be her mother, and they were watching the laundry go round and round, and then she was pointing at something, and she just went, oh, it's underwears! And I was like, that's, Aww, that's, dumpling. Dumpling. that's a real dumpling. <laughs> That is a Stumptown Dumplin'. Right there. I love it. Uh, okay. So, now that we've got our dumplings out of the way, Gary... Yeah, all our dumplings are in a row, as the old phrase goes. I'm going to say something that's controversial to you, because I have a feeling that you have a very strong negative opinion about this video. And I'm going to say this. I like two-thirds of it. I So here, let me, uh, let me uh, throw a little little conditional on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't hate this video. Okay. Um, I think, I think corn is a bad band and this is a borderline unlistenable song. <laughs> I think the video, 
like I think the video is kind of interesting. I um, there is. I we'll get to it. Yeah, there's I literally a part of this song that I can't. Like I can't. I I, I just like it's, <laughs> it is just so hard for me to get through. Like it makes me very upset. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, and up until that moment in the song, I'm kind of into it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. There's there's a part of me, something takes all a part of me. Uh, you and I, Corn, were meant to be up until this point in the song, and uh, uh, and I don't hate it. I kind of like it a little bit. It is, you know, I think the one thing that's, one of the reasons why every episode of Teenage Dirtbags is a dynamic sucker punch right to your your, your brain is that uh, you and I uh, we do march to the beat of different drummers. Yeah. When it comes when it comes to some musical things, and I think in general, I think that I am a a softer softer boy when it comes to my musical taste, and that mm-hmm. you are a little bit more into rock and roll. Uh, I, I think am. that's fair. Uh, I think that's very fair. And there's there's the spooky guitar. I like the kind of soft-spoken, half-whispered uh, choruses, and then like kind of kicking it up to something aggressive. I, I enjoy all of that. It's kind of, I know it's weird, but yeah. You know. No, it's it's not weird. I don't. Want, I hope I don't make you feel me not liking it. I don't. I don't want you to think that it means I like you any less or anything. Oh you know? no, no, no. I hope I, hope I don't hurt your feelings with that. It's just not for me. I just, I've got yeah. Yeah. a younger version of Gary might have been a big dick about that, but current Gary doesn't doesn't care how much you love corn. Yeah. If if like if corn like if you were tomorrow if you're just like hey Gary, do you want to go see corn? Um, I'd probably say yes because it would be make an amazing like teenage dirtbag special. Yeah. Um, but I, um, I I wouldn't I don't think I'd enjoy it that much. Yeah, I, I I did some research and I before we really get to the song I want to uh, talk about the research that I did, which was um when we get to the end of the video there's like a like a very specific shot of a sign and we'll talk more about it later, but, and it has a number written on it. So I was like looking it up to see what this number was. And, uh, every time I went to a website that talked about it or corn, uh, the people that like corn are so aggressively defending it against people that aren't attacking it. <laughs> like I'm on I'm like on the like song meanings dot net or whatever it is, looking up the lyrics, the freak on a leash, just being like, what what might be in here that I'm missing? Because some of the lyrics are a little tough to understand, and and I was like, and I'm just like going through, and I'm like, what is this song about? What do you think this song is about? And it's like three posts down, and it's just like I don't care what anybody thinks. Corn is the greatest, and then like very much like a big diatribe about uh, not liking uh, homosexuals and like oh, hating, sure. hating minorities, but because they all hate corn. I, it, somebody needs to put those freaks on a leash. The, uh, <laughs> well, cause some of you, you know, you can't, I've said this before and it's not my, my original observation, but like, do you try not to judge any band by the worst of its fans? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, cause that's, that's not, not going to get you anywhere. But I would say that if you could judge a band by the worst of their fans, corn would be the worst band in the world. <laughs> Uh, because, because the, like, I've, I've also done a little bit of research and seen some of that shit, and there is a weird correlation between, uh, fervent corn fans and really pretty regressive, uh, yeah. attitudes. I mean, the whole genre, the whole new metal genre. Yeah. Um, there's some real shitheads in that, <laughs> in that deck. Yeah, I, it's just, it was kind of surprising to me, because, like, to be honest with you, this song, I like some of it. I like the song Got the Life. I think that's actually a very catchy song. Um, uh, so I'm not like a, a 
corn corn super hater. Uh, I do hope that we do this show long enough that we can do one of the new corn videos because, mm. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if we don't uh, if we don't get to it in time, we can include it on one of our favorite segments, Corn on the Cop. And that's when we take a little a la carte uh, visit to a corn video, but don't do a full episode about it. Is that like how we're uh, we're right now going to launch into one of our favorite segments, Masterpiece Theater? Let's let's do them both. Yeah. Uh, Brayden, what do, what do you have on this edition of Masterpiece Theater for me? I cannot express to you how much I love the video for Make Em Say Uh, Na 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 Na, because not only does it really showcase how one, Mystical is really bad at rapping, but two, there is a man in a gorilla suit playing basketball against a gold-plated tank. <laughs> I, I, I can't argue with that. Um, and, uh, and how about, uh, what do you have for me for, for some nibbles, uh, from Corn on the Cop? Yeah, yeah, yeah! Come on! Okay, uh, there's a, a song, and I wish I had it in front of me, but I, I, I don't, uh, that came off their most recent album that I believe came out in 2015, in which there's a video that for some reason <laughs> features, like, the band going through like a new stage of stardom and being managed by like Lil Lil John and Snoop Dogg, and I have no idea why they're in this video <laughs> at all. That is exactly the kind of snack sized corn info that I looked I'm looking for from Corn a on little, the Cob. A little corn cake, if you will. Yeah, yeah, a little a little Johnny cake. <laughs> um, the uh so let's let's get into it though. Let's get into uh Freak on a Leash. Yeah, okay, so we start off with this video with, uh, which I think is actually really great, because we go from uh, the video we did last episode, which involved uh, some CGI that was pretty rough, to actual animation, which I think is pretty good. Like, it looks pretty it good. It looks like the Max. It does feel like the Max. Yeah, I love yeah, that Yeah, I think show. it looks like the Max. Yeah, me and too. It, I, I like that show, too. And it's, uh, it's these little kids that are all kind of, uh, it's very, like, jump cut, like, smash cut together, but these little kids that are like leaving their homes at night and they break into what appears to be this government facility, uh, which is run or like protected by like a real lackadaisical guard. Um, and do you know why this, uh, this video part looks so good? No, why? Uh, because it was directed by Todd McFarland. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Yeah. This won a huge, like a big award at MTV for best video editing. Like this was, is widely regarded to be a very well edited video yeah. by the Prince of Webs himself, Todd McFarland. <laughs> the uh, Sultan of Chains, Todd McFarland. <laughs> so, uh, so we get to what I think is where the video uh, starts to lose me a bit as far as what understanding what's actually happening here. Like, I get the idea that these kids are kind of like they're in a weird spooky gang and they go yeah. do spooky <laughs> stuff together. But then they like, they have the, they have chalk, right? And they go out to dirt and they don't use the chalk to write on the dirt. They dig into the dirt like the devil's hopscotch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like it's some it sort of some... like Lovecraftian hopscotch thing going on. Oh, we're, we definitely have some love it or hate it coming up soon. Oh, good. They're, they're definitely they're on the edge of the world, right? Um, and and here's the thing, right? I went through a, like a real roller coaster of emotions watching this because at first, 
and the cop comes out, um, and he's chasing the security guard. And I, I was thinking, why does he have his gun out? Yeah. Like, is he going to shoot this kid for playing hopscotch? Like, yeah. I know we live in, like, a terrible police state, but, like, yeah, seemed, I, you know. I thought of it as him just being incompetent. Yeah, well, yeah. So he's incompetent and he's, and he's afraid, which we see how incompetent he is later. But, like, he's incompetent and he's afraid and he's like, what's out here? Ghosts! You know, I but, think, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I know. I think, I think he has reason to be afraid. Loved it. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> okay. I think that that's what it is, is, is if these kids hopscotch off the edge of the world, you know, like Sugathatha comes through the, the breach or something like that. Like, I think that they, these kids are doing some kind of ritual because okay. they get Eldritch magic later. The yeah. girl eventually gains, you know, uh, ammo mancy or whatever we want to call what the lead singer well, of Corn has. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yes, definitely amomancy. <laughs> um, so, like, I think that this is a real love it or hate it situation where, like, the security guard is actually the, you know, Call of Cthulhu-esque hero of this. Okay, so but, he's, but he he's fails. stuff, is, has some points in his, like, has some, his lowered his sanity meter already, so he's on Oh, it. yeah. So maybe he's not so much incompetent as he is, just... Uh, uh, Rightfully afraid. Yeah, uh, has some insight, if you will. The uh, so after that happens, he so he he falls. He's so nervous he trips, and yeah. that makes his gun go off. And you think, oh no, he's going to shoot these kids, and it's going to be like a a really different kind of video. Yeah. But then it turns into like a two minute long MythBusters episode. You know, and, and like, I really appreciate. Like I, I don't like you know I don't like guns. It's not a thing mm-hmm. for me. Uh, no problem if you do. That's cool. Uh, but I really appreciate like the mixture of like digital and practical effects that are in this video. Like mm-hmm. let's, let's get down to it, Gary. What's your favorite practical effect in this? I, I was actually, I had something about this too. So let's just say what happens real quick. Okay. So people didn't get the context in case they don't know yeah. it or they don't remember what we're talking about based on this sure. part, because the video is very clearly bisected in yeah. the animated part and the real life part. Um, this bullet well, travels yeah. through a bunch of scenes and just smashes through some stuff in slow motion, which like I'm, I'm down for that. Like I don't, yeah. I don't like this song at all, but I'll watch I'll watch that. There's like a um, show on like the Science Network that's just like things getting broken in slow motion, isn't there? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm that's not true, joking. So like, I think that's real. Yeah. I heard. I heard a thing. Somebody came into to my work. Um, this is uh, Tales from Corporate America. Tales from Corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um. The, uh, where I work for an escape room, and someone told me that there are places uh, that are, operate like escape rooms, but instead of going into a room and solving puzzles and escaping, the room is just full of things, and you just smash them with a hammer. Yeah, and you like, can bring your like, own here's... things. I've heard of this. Yeah, that's 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 interesting to me because I, I I like watching things get broken apart. I don't think I'm the only person either. Like, um, you know, it is it is fun to watch. So so my favorite actual visual effect though of things that got smashed mm-hmm. in this is uh, the water cooler. Mine, too. Yeah, right? It looks really cool. <laughs> I think it's the best one, for sure. Yeah. Um, you'd think the lava lamp, but then you realize, like, oh, a lava lamp is just, like, some liquid with some wax in it. It's not that yeah. big a deal. It's not that, it's not as fun. Uh, water cooler, I think they stayed on it the, just the right amount of time. They gave it a little extra 
couple seconds or whatever, or a half second, and, and it just looks really good. It's very satisfying. It also reminds me of this, uh, Brayden, because I it, it reminded me that we have to do one of my favorite segments, okay. uh, which is uh, Let's Dish the Wish List. And I wanted to ask you, what item do you wish they had shown the bullet go through? We're teenage dirtbags, and this is exactly what we've wished for. Boy, what item would I wish they did? had the bullet go through you know i think i would have really enjoyed like uh maybe like a gumball machine and like watch the gumballs tumble out or maybe watch a few of them kind of explode i think that could have been cool that's a really good answer uh how about you same question same question same question i was gonna say so i had uh i wanted the same effect but my my i didn't think of a thing that had a bunch of balls in it like, I, I, that's what I wanted. And for some reason, the best I could come up with was a canister of tennis balls. Um, <laughs> in retrospect, wasn't going to look that cool. Yours is so much better than mine uh, yeah. by, by a, like, an a order of magnitude. Well, oh, geez, thanks, Scary. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think that would be good. Maybe we could... <laughs> <laughs> maybe go get a gun and recreate it. Yeah, maybe we could get corn off and and we could call up monkey or 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 head yeah. and nail gun and yeah. <laughs> <key> nail gun. <laughs> That's right. Do you want to do a sequel? <laughs> Freaks still off the leash. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay. So so you're right. So basically. We're introduced to the real world, which has a, a bullet flying through it and a variety of other things, narrowly missing people, uh, hitting, hitting like whipped cream canisters, uh, dishes of some sort, lava lamps. But we also see, uh, what I think is like the sunlight pinhole room that you see from like, uh, Collective Souls video. <laughs> That's what I, I have the note here in, in in my notes that says that you and I could have made that part of the set. It's like it's the only part of this video we could have done. Yeah, I mean, there, corn is in there saying, "Whoa, heaven, let your light shine down." And uh, <laughs> but it's like that set on crack where they just they did the same one, but then they let nature take its course and like mobs ate more holes in it. Um, and there's I would there's, say, are you saying that corn is like collective soul on crack? <laughs> yes, <it's> exactly. <laughs> like, whoa! It's totally like corn's like the steroid version of Collective Soul, and there's <laughs> precocious. It's like instead of having precocious teens, there's precocious children. Yeah, the, uh, they're they're getting younger while the the people in the band get more advanced. Yeah. Um. So so we see this room, which is small. It's it's a small room that, like, what appears to be 35 members of coal, uh, of, sorry, <laughs> 35 members of corn happen to be in. Um, hey, somebody it, photoshopped that. I want to see 35 members of coal in this <laughs> in the room. <laughs> just just I mean, coal heads on top of Jonathan Davies' bodies, and, yeah. like, yeah. For our segment, coal on the cop. Coal, coal on the cop. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, so yeah, and, and am I wrong? Does this not seem incredibly crowded here? It is really, really crowded. It could just be, like, a small room. Like, that's just, you know, they spend all their mudget. mudget. That's their money budget. <laughs> their, their money budget um, on, on McFarland. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is, this is at the height of McFarland's powers. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, um, 
Yeah. In it, 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 we also see Jonathan Davies for the first time. Um, did you see what he was wearing, Gary? It's hard to see because it is dark in there. Did, um, so you didn't notice he was wearing a utility kilt? <laughs> no, I thought it was just uh, uh, like a long shirt combo thing in the nope. shadows. That's pretty special. He's wearing a kilt. Oh man, that's really special. Wow. I already don't like utility kilts. Yeah. And now it's a corn thing. <laughs> go for it. It's my just corn things dot tumblr dot com. <laughs> Which also utility kilts. Occasionally, there's a crossover with grossfoodwesternmommeals.tumblr.com. Well, man, it's, I, I'm glad that you brought up grossfoodwesternmommeals.tumblr.com because I have an edition of that segment. Oh, um, for do it you. up. Do it up. That's pretty special. So it's grossmidwesternmommeals.tumblr.com. I, was, uh, I went to the Oregon State Fair mm-hmm. this last weekend um, in celebration of my birthday, um, and I was at a Walgreens buying sunglasses and saw an as-seen-on-TV book uh, by Kathy Mitchell called Quick and Easy Dump Dinners. Just dump and bake. And I have a picture of it to prove it, because it doesn't sound real. (laughs) But there's a book called Quick and Easy Dump Dinners, Just Dump and Bake. And I flipped through it, and it's all gross Midwestern mom meals. Yeah. It's like the gross Midwestern mom meal cookbook. (laughs) Isn't that great? Yeah, that's both great and terrible at the same time. Dump dinners. Over 250 dump dinners. That's way too many. (laughs) I could, like, that's almost a year worth of dump dinners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to consider that at least a couple days you're going out, or maybe you're having something that's not a dump dinner. Yeah, like, if you have that many dump dinners, like, that can't be good for you. There's some of those probably dump soups and dump desserts, right? Like, they can't all be dinners. Yeah, probably. I also um, went to, there was a booth that did uh, corn dogs. Mm, with um, the K or no? No. <laughs> I wish. The, um, but it had their, they had like, this like rack of example corn dogs, which like, you know how if you go to a, a restaurant, sometimes they'll have like some plastic food out? Yeah. To show you? These were definitely just corn dogs that they had made earlier that day. Hanging on strings with the titles of the corn dogs above them. And these are the five titles of corn dogs that they have, and I'm not kidding. I cannot uh, tell you how excited I am for this. Okay, yeah, the, uh, the Dominator. Full growth. The Make My Day. Huh. The Bacon Duke. Oh, I kind of like that one. The Duke. Oh, okay. And Shorty. Okay, so this is three of five. them. Three of them I kind of am into, the last three. It's kind of like members of corn, where I'm like, three of them I'm okay looking at, but two of them actively make me angry. <laughs> yeah, like Jonathan Bacon Duke Davies. <laughs> um, but yeah, like somebody goes up to this and he's like, give me the Dominator, and they give you like a full two foot of corn dog. That's too many um, feet of corn dog. <laughs> um, the, yeah, it's like at least one and a half feet too many. Like it, it's a lot. And then I put this picture on Twitter and stuff, you can find it. It's pretty incredible because they are really unattractively in corn dogs just hanging uh, on the side of this cart as like an example to other corn dogs yeah. if they get close to the cart. Like I they're going to get cooked. That's probably what it is. It's a warning. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It's like heads on spikes. You are in the Bacon Duke's domain. <laughs> yeah, I know. Swear to you. The, the queso duchess. <laughs> <laughs> the duchess and I are going through a divorce. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so so 
we we're in pinhole world occasionally. The uh, the bullets flying everywhere. Um, I I <laughs> I can't. I don't even know what to what to say, Gary. Where it's, are we? It's at very hard to put into words what's happening here. So like the the bullets flying around, it, it starts spinning around the gravitational pull of corn, and all the members of corn are kind of like just staring it down and maybe well, getting out of the way. I think it's very important to to point out. This is the point where where the worst part of the song happens, and it's also like Jonathan Davis has a confrontation with this bullet where he like scat hypnotizes it. I, w- I was going to get to that. So th- th- that happens afterwards. First, it no, flies by everybody. Oh yeah, it Is just kind of flies by. No, I mean like yeah. it doesn't really hang out with them. That's when he hypnotizes it, and then it kind of starts like swirling around corn. It's like it's like when uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, showed off his vine-swinging skills in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and all the monkeys were like, that guy's all right. I'm, I'm <laughs> hang out with that guy and start swinging yeah, with him. It's kind of, the bullet um, was thinking the same thing, and there's like, you know, it's just the one guy, I think, like, head, Brian Head Welsh, who gives it, like, a kind of a normal look, and everyone else is just like, oh, spooky, crazy bullet. So, the, so this, this scat thing he does really has to be heard to be believed. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do pop-up audio. I don't... I, it, it's, it's just it's excruciating. Our, if our listeners don't want to listen to this corn thing, I'm not going to make that. No, no. It, it is excruciating. And, like, also... So it's, it's part of this noise break thing, right? Yeah. And it's not even, like... So there, and if you look at the Wikipedia for this song, mm-hmm. um, it's their noise break. Um, the... Uh, uh, no, that was actually a different noise break. It wasn't this part, which I really hoped it was this part because there's a thing where it says roughly four out of five fans of the band were in favor of taking the break out. And I was hoping it meant this break, which would be like, good good going, corn fans. But that was, they had another break in the middle of the song for some reason. Huh. Um, not enough people are talking about this fucking uh, gibberish part that, uh, crit- like, critics are like, this, this guy says, uh, David is giving voice to his inner basic feelings, which are trying to resist being shaped or conditioned by the utterances of others. Shut up! Wow, that's like, like that, that super is deep really frustrating. I mean, there's, there's yeah. a part where I think you know I've read interpretations about Freak on a Leash where it, like people are saying that the video is actually or not the video, but the excuse me, that the song is kind of has something to do with Jonathan Davis being abused as a child. Um, now I don't know how true that is because it's just speculation that I read on the internet, but like, I kind of, I mean, that gives it a little bit more like, okay, I kind of get why you're doing this. I just don't like it. I wish it wasn't so unpleasant to be through. Yeah. <laughs> like that, 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 like that's the problem with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is just very unpleasant. Like, I feel I had it like when I was listening to it, I was thinking because it goes on for a while, right? It's like a, a waterfalls interlude level. Yeah, it's thing. like a good fifteen seconds. It's surprisingly long. And I was thinking about well, if I was in like in line somewhere and I heard somebody who had it as their cell phone ring, because I'm sure like it could be, and it's about the right length for somebody. And you're sitting there in line, and you just start, you know, yeah. start hearing the cookie monster noises. Yeah, and it's uh, like as someone who's uh, uh, tried to do it. Uh, with my own mouth, it's very difficult to do. You did, you actually did pretty well earlier. Oh, you not to, so? not to, yeah, I thought I thought so. I thought you did okay. an impersonation. Well, we didn't put it on the podcast, and we're not going to. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> again, because we don't want anyone to have to listen to this if they don't want to. Yeah, I mean, because um, this is this is one like breakdown of this song, and then like the outro is also a similar breakdown where he's kind of saying he he has words, and the 
and I looked up what the words are, but they're like incomplete sentences, and then he kind of like scat gibbers over them, and then he has like another most of a, or then he has a word like he just says like fall or die in a very cookie yeah way, uh, or fight. I think I read fight, um, mm. and uh, I kind of I mean like I get thematically why this is happening. Uh, like as far as the, how the song goes, but uh, it just again it's unpleasant to listen to. Yeah, it's just and that's that's really the thing is it is it is unpleasant. I can't handle it. And then so so he now controls bullets. Yeah, right? he, has the, he ammo is to bullets as Shia LaBeouf is to, to monkeys. <laughs> he's an ammo mancer. He's like a fifth level ammo mancer. Yeah, and he sends the bullet back through all the areas where it's smashed. Um, yeah. He also, I think, is some kind of chrono, chronomancer as well, because he spends a lot of time singing, but time doesn't seem to pass in the outside world, outside of, like, the Star Shack. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, uh, I mean, obviously, they're in an alternate dimension where the bullets, like, just kind of pass through. He's in some sort of, like, like pocket dimension where all bullets go through, which is why there's all yeah. the there. Uh, yeah, that makes sense, like like Nightcrawler and, and teleporting. Is that how that works? <laughs> Nightcrawler teleports through a, like, a, a d- different dimension. Okay. Like he doesn't uh, he doesn't go through Earth. That's why it smells like sulfur. And he pops out because he goes through a different dimension. Um, the uh, so but the the way back the bullet on its way back to Cartoon Land is way less impressive because it's just going through things we've already seen smashed. And then there's one that's like super anticlimactic, climactic, where it just misses a fat guy. Yeah, and then there's and another like, that just misses a kid. And then, yeah, and yeah. it's not nearly as fun as the smashing thing. Yeah, I agree. I I felt like it. It was supposed to make us feel kind of tense, like, oh, it's going to hit that guy. But, like, at that point, I was convinced that it wasn't going to hit anything. So, How like, weird I feel would it be if it did hit him? It, that would have like, really blown my mind. Video really like, strange, yeah. If it would have hit that guy, I would have just been like, what? What the hell just happened? I would have been very surprised by that. Yeah. So right before it gets back into to Cartoon Land and we wrap up the video, yeah. I, I want to say that uh, one thing, this has been a really great episode of the show, um, but one thing it's been lacking is, is innovation. Brayden, are you ready for an elevator pitch? Oh my god, Gary, yeah, I am. I'm totally ready for an elevator pitch. Go, do it. Gary and Brayden are friends with ideas. Terrible ideas when the phone rings. Brayden? Mm-hmm. When you eat breakfast foods, okay, right? Um, do you ever think about those that came before you who ate breakfast, breakfast foods before you were born? Uh... Or, yeah, you know, I don't think about it very often because I feel like that might be a chicken or the egg sort of thing. Like, did breakfast come first or did I come first? And I don't really know. I'm, th- I'm thinking about specifically like those who have passed on, those are those who are close to us. Um, breakfast is a joyful time. You know, you're not thinking about your dead relatives. But I want to change that with Pitch Industries, the Good Morning Bagel, and Morning is of course M O U R N I N G. Okay, I think the Good I Morning understand. Bagel. Yeah, okay. So, so these are tombstone-shaped bagels, and in a partnership with Tombstone, they're topped with tombstone pizza ingredients, and they remind you of the departed. Okay. I like this. I like this. Gary, uh, I see, I don't, you know, I think part of our partnership is that occasionally we offer criticism, but it's not really criticism so much as it is an opportunity, right? And I, I think... <laughs> yes. In this case, it's an opportunity for both of us to grow by allowing me to ask you this question. Uh, if, if the colloquialism is correct, if, if the old wives' tale is correct, and when there's pizza on a bagel, 
you can have pizza anytime. How do we get people to eat these in the morning when the time for morning is best? I am glad that you asked. These have been specifically food-geneered to be for breakfast. Would you say they've been uploaded? I, not yet, my friend, but they will be uploaded. They are uploadable. It's a, it's a breakfast, breakfast eatables uploadable. <laughs> Gary, I love it. I think that's really great. I'm glad that you were one step ahead of me. You already had these food-geneered. Uh, I love it. I'm totally on board. I was worried that you would see the pitch's uh, food engineering budget for this mm-hmm. month and know that I was going to surprise you with this. But luckily, those guys uh, kept it in the in the black in the black yeah, budget. I, I did, yeah, I did not um, did not notice that. I was kind of focusing on our Q two uh, numbers instead. But I appreciate that. That's that's why you're in charge of the business. Um, yeah, <laughs> that that has been our uh, our elevator pitch. The Good Morning Bagel. That's great, uh, Gary. You know who would really like those. Who's that? Nick. Nick's picks! I I pray to God one of our snack treats will become one of Nick's picks someday. (laughs) So do I. I think he'd like these. He'd like pizza panties. Anything pizza related, really. (laughs) Especially as as a fellow uh, diabetic, as your song uh, pointed out, um, (laughs) anything that gives you the flavors of pizza without having to eat pizza is welcome in the land of endocrine disorders. (laughs) So, we're the we're the, we're the we're the one kidneyed man is king. Yeah. Okay. Let's do uh, Dick's picks real quick, and then I wanna I wanna tell you a story. I wanna tell you a story after that. Nick's picks. Nick's picks. Hey guys, it's Nick with Nick Picks. This week, my favorite consonant, G. My favorite continent, Africa. And my favorite condiment, stone ground Dijon mustard. So Gary, uh, I, since we brought this up, and I was going to bring it up earlier, but I totally forgot. But speaking of endocrine disto- disorders and sugar, uh, did you did you ever see the like gritty remake of like late 2000, maybe 2010, um, Hansel and Gretel? Uh, no. With, like, Jeremy Renner in it? it? No, I know of it, but I have not seen it. Okay, so are you aware that Jeremy Renner has what they refer to as sugar sickness in the in the film? <laughs> I did not know that. And the way that sugar sickness works, which basically makes him sort of diabetic, is that it's kind of like the super steampunky, dark, gritty thing where they all have, like, you know, like, super uh, steam-powered automatic crossbows and, like, weird devices and they have like syringes with insulin in it that he stabs into his side all the time. And, um, but then if he like, if he like gets, if his like alarm clock goes off then it, and he doesn't put himself, give himself a shot, he gets like really sluggish and just like falls asleep. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah. Pretty it's, it's great. It's clearly right? supposed to be diabetes, I guess. Yeah, but it's, yeah. is it, it's pre it's before they knew the term. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That's pretty good. What what uh, circumstances did you see that Hansel and Gretel remake? Uh, they were under the circumstances of wanting to because it was on Netflix and I thought it would be hilarious and I was that's <laughs> that's pretty fun. We should watch more movies. I would watch that. Yeah. Like those are the kind of movies I'll never see, but I would watch with people. Yeah, I I recommend that. I recommend I Frankenstein. It's a delight. Oh, 
That sounds really good. Too. Yeah, the entire movie is just things on fire. Like that's it. <laughs> You and I get together and watch Ballistics X versus Sever at some point. Oh God! <laughs> um, anyway, let's let's we're, we're, let's get to the end of this uh, this freak on a leash because we have a little bit more recording to do after this. Okay, we do. Um, so the bullet finally comes back into the animated world, uh, and we're treated with the finale, which is what Carrie. The finale is the little girl who we first saw, the hopscotch leader, has now mastered all of Davy's uh, powers of ammomancy, and now can control the bullet as well, and gives it back to the security guard with a look that kind of says, like, when we come for you, you're the first one up against the wall, motherfucker. Like, your, your powers mean nothing. Your gun is ridiculous. Yeah. And you cannot fight the elder things. Yeah. The elder things that are living inside of us as we are their vessels. Inside of me, yeah, yeah. That's that's what she. That's what he's referring to, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> he's got eyes in there. Uh, yeah, and that's it. And you know, uh, we see these little kids laughing, or we hear the little kids laughing and kind of running off. And uh, you know what makes kids laugh, Gary? Pokemon. What's that? Oh, that's very true. <laughs> let's, and uh, uh, let's and they, keep it up. Let's we're doing it. Mr. Mom and Pikachu, I think one is gross and I think the other is cute. Some Pokemon, they ain't that cute, but I think some are. How about you, Cobbletops? Here it is, the first seed of the right side of the bracket. Gary is <laughs> For halfway like, through, yeah. you maybe would have thought 90% or like 120% the way through. Nope. <laughs> halfway. Yep, that's right. Eight more episodes after that. Uh, or after, so it'll be seven episodes after this to get through this part of the bracket, and then another eight part episodes, and then four episodes, and then <laughs> and then two, and then one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so this month, or I'm sorry, this this two week period, it is Porygon versus Slow King. So we have Porygon versus Slow King. I don't think they're both water uh, Pokemon, but they could be. They're both pink aren't they? Uh, and then to, to recap, last episode was Lavatar, uh, or Larvitar, sorry, Larvitar barely beating Primeape, just mostly because Primeape's uh, association with Knuckles. Yes. Um, so Porygon is not a water Pokemon. Okay. Um, he's actually like a machine AI Pokemon. Okay. Like he's he's very weird. He's a, a neutral, you know. He's he's normal type, but he can uh, learn moves from other Pokemon. Okay. Uh, if I recall, or no, he learns types. Like he can become the type of other Pokemon. Well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's really interesting. Can you just um, make him like a Steel Ghost Pokemon then and be done with it? Well, you then you would want to have uh, what is Aegislash, the Steel Ghost Pokemon that you can already have. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so. Uh, he he's an interesting Pokemon. Um, he just kind of looks like a little like virtual like VR Trooper. Mm-hmm. Um, Slowking is uh, so Slowbro um, or Slowpoke dips his tail in the water, and a cloister bites it, and he becomes Slowbro. And then Slowbro can take that shell from his tail and turn into a crown and become Slowking. Yeah. And that's 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 literally how that happens, how Slowking uh becomes. And he I'm gonna give it to Slowking, even though he is regal and authority is not inherently cute, um, he has soft edges. Like Porygon feels like if you were to hug him, um, you would cut yourself. 
Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. Or at least he would be kind of like hugging a box. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not so into hugging a box. Like, I would much rather hug, like, a big dinosaur or whatever the thing, whatever a slowpoke is supposed to be. Yeah. Like a uh, water bag. So Slowbro moves on to the next round. Is that, or Slowpoke, or Slow King. Slow sorry. King. Yeah. Slow King, yeah. Because I do want to um, draw your attention to uh, the Porygon now that we've decided that there is a Porygon Nick Cage crossover again. That is really good. It's not cute. I know, but I just want the world to know this exists. <laughs> it is it is very special. If you if you scroll there's actually is a uh a slow king one as well. Did you oh, scroll down it? to that? No, I haven't even picked up There's one for both. Oh, um, it's pretty special. I love this. I love that we found this like secret world of 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 Pokemon Nick Cage crossover images. It's re- it's really pretty good. What is going on with the one uh just like a one of the slow king drawings here has like he's got like two shells and one of them super giant. Is that a thing? Does he become like slow emperor? He he uh, he mega mega evolves. Oh so, man! Uh, this Nick yeah. Cage crossover is way better. Yeah, yeah, it's really well drawn. Like yes, it's <laughs> really good. Um, yeah, so I mean, clearly slow king is yeah is the winner there. Okay, yeah. so slow king, very good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the next uh, year. <laughs> or so of getting through this uh, this, this bracket. Yeah, we're going to be... 2015 and into 2016. We're wrapping up right when we get to doing... Uh, <laughs> probably doing... Um, uh, uh, must be Santa for the second time during our annual Must Be Santa thought. Christmas, yeah. yeah. And well, and then we have to switch into our uh, our next tournament, our Digimon. <laughs> which Digimon is cuter. Luckily, I think there's a much smaller number, so so maybe yeah. we'll only do like a four round bracket. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. So, so Brayden, we we've had a lot of fun today, right? Yeah. I think yeah. we had a lot of fun today. Um, you may think that you have seen everything that the teenage dirtbags have to offer. However, as per usual, I want to let you guys know you ain't seen nothing yet. Every episode of Teens Dirtbag ends with a poem about an onion. Brayden, give it to me, buddy. Okay, it is untitled, and it is... Well, it's actually, you know what? It didn't have a title when we started, but now that I've reread it, it definitely should be titled Freak on a Leash. I like it. Splitting headache like a great green mohawk bursting from a skull, reaching higher and higher... Craving sunlight, warmth, life. So alone, reaching, being torn apart with desire, desire to grow, to simply be. That's very touching. Thank you. Because yeah. I'm feeling like a freak on a leash. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so if you enjoy this, uh, support the show, tell people about it, rate and review it on iTunes. And uh, we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. I can, uh, I'm really worried about the gross amount of hate mail we're going to get on that episode.
You think so? I think there might be corn fans that are just like, what? They don't like it? Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. The uh, if it were a show that we we did about video games, I think it would be more likely, and we get a lot of uh, people telling us the factual reasons why like the corn. opinion that we have is not correct. Yeah, like uh, actually, they're very well regarded, and never gonna give time. you home. Yep. Uh, never gonna welcome slurs. 